The whole thing's a touchscreen. How much is it? Five hundred. Oh, this was like six ninety nine. The touchscreen one is five hundred. Yeah. What's up, Zach Russell? How's it going, man? Ted Ted Jones, Jones, how are you, man? Podcast guys, dude, thanks so much for coming over, man. Thanks so much for having me. That's a tricky water bottle, man. It is tricky. That's why it was probably one ninety nine. Yeah, it was like (laughs) these are impossible essentials to open. So we'll just give it to the people who figure out how to open it. It's like, oh, dude, yeah, I just like got a child. I just, I just literally took it off the top. Took the top off the Maybach. So what's up, dude? You and I actually first met in person. A week ago now, man. Is that true? A week ago. That might be I true. saw you. I was like, oh, Zach, because we followed each we other on Instagram. years ago. Yes, dude. Years ago. Which is hilarious, man. I feel like that's the new comfortable way of meeting somebody before you meet them. You know, it's like yeah. people are more comfortable meeting people, I think, on dating apps. Speaking than, of more comfortable, like, let me really then, nestle yeah, into dude, this exactly, couch. Dude. I need to make a nest here. Get yeah, some man, newspaper clippings and really Indian settle style, in. style, whatever you want. Whoa, you, whoa, whoa. So, guys, Zach has a podcast of his own, hilarious comic, a weekly comedy show, freestyle comedies that we Weekly? That's weekly. Okay, cool, man. And where do you guys do that? We do it. We actually have two weeklies. We have a Friday in Astoria, and then we have a Tuesday in Manhattan at the Bowery Electric. Nice, And man. the Astoria one's in like a barbershop. It's like under a, it's like a speakeasy under a barbershop off the Steinway stop. It's fun. We used to give out pre-rolls, but uh, there's a little infighting with me and the other co-producers about how, how weed heavy we, we, we want to make the show. Interesting. It well, brings the com- people in. Yeah, do the comic smoke? No, no, it's more the audience. It's not like the theme of the show, but it used to be like you get a ticket and then a pre-roll comes with it. How much weed do you think you were putting in those pre-rolls? I mean, I wasn't making them. It was a lot. It was a lot. People were getting way too high. (laughs) It was, and the weed itself is like, because me and like Charles, Charles Engel, co-host of my podcast, would split a joint and be pretty fucked up. So people, we're giving people joints and they're just, you know, taking a full joint to the face. And this weed is like kind of methy. It's like a little, it gets you a little Could jittery and PCP in there. Paranoid, you know? Yeah. Well, that's what the real weed smokers like it like that. But I feel like if you're that's giving out, thing. if you're giving out free joints though, to people who maybe don't smoke as much at a comedy show could seem risky. You exactly. Know what I mean? Exactly. Then like people, when they, I mean, people who don't smoke almost every single day, I mean, they'll just get super high from that one joint yes. that they've smoked for the month. I like that you look to the camera as if we're kind of doing a PSA. Yeah, exactly. Like, just man. to be like, aware. So be careful. Okay. Be careful at freestyle comedy. I'm a, um, I'm a big weed smoker, though. I will. I walked in and I hurt. could. I could. I got really? the scent. The remnants of I got earlier. The dank scent. Yeah. Dude, so from earlier. Thing, yeah. You the, smoke earlier. Yeah. The thing is, I don't smoke like three hours before the podcast. So you probably caught me like, yeah, like maybe three and a half, four hours ago. <laughs> Not awake and bake, but a little bit before noon. Uh huh. So okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm a big weed guy. I'm a big it. weed guy, too, but it's taken over. I got it. You know, you got to rain back sometimes. You got to rain it in. Yeah. Because it, it sometimes. It, it feels like it just limits my brain. You think so? I think it does. Well, I don't. I think I have my like limits that I'll set. I won't do it three I see, hours. See, before I don't the have show. limits. I'll set. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because I've had experiences where maybe I've smoked right before or I've eaten right before a set, and I'm like, oh my god, that just felt terrible yeah. mentally. So I'm like, kind of gauging on Regular when food? I can eat and when I can smoke. Yeah. Well, I'm a vegan, bro. Yeah. So I, for the most part, like two hours before a show, I really will try not to eat. Otherwise, you're just farting up a storm. Yeah, man. And is my, that it? Yeah, and my energy is just focused on breaking down the food. No, I'm not really? farting. But my energy is just... Because that's how it usually works, you know? Like that's when you're breaking what, down vegans. food, You guys man. are like weed whackers. You have so little fuel. You gotta... How many, how many times do you eat a day? Uh, I mean, it depends. Once or twice. Like I'll... Really? Yeah, man. I'll go like... 16, 17 hours without eating usually just because like I'll feel better also. Of course. I hate eating. Yeah. You're not a big eater. I need to eat. I have a high whatever metabolism, but I, I, I need to eat. 
So, but I, I don't know. I got a weird relationship with food and weed is all, it's all about energy management. You know, Do you drink coffee too. I drink a lot of coffee. Me too, man. A I drink of a lot. Of I actually might, I might go get my thermos right Wait, now. Yeah. Dude, a thermos so of backpack, coffee. I got a, I don't know. It's a, it's a Contigo. What's that? You know what it is. You see, hold up, whip it out, bro. Oh, Contigo is the actual holder. Yeah, this thing. Oh, and there's coffee in it? Yeah. All right, man. So you keep what, it. What do you put in your soup? What is that? Room, Lentil room soup? Tape, room, uh, room temperature? No, this is temperature controlled. This is piping hot. And you've had. Whoa, all right. It's actually hot coffee. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really, really cold. Love it, man. All right, Zach. So let's start from the beginning, let's bro. Let's talk. Where Dad. did you uh, grow up? Where, you were, where were you born? I was born in. Uh, all right, that's not too bad. The sweat stains. Sweat stain. You're good. Yeah, we'll, You're good. we'll do. It's still summer out there, kind of. We'll do, we'll do a little contrast. Into fall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in Maryland. Um, I had a pretty good childhood. You know, I have a sign in my basement that says a happy childhood lasts forever. Love that. Yeah. Parents my parents are pretty good. <laughs> I put it up. Okay. Uh, no, they put it up. Uh, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I grew up in Annapolis, Maryland on the water, big water guy. Were you thinking about guy. going into the Navy at all being so close to the base? No. Do you have boys? You who see like them, you Navy? see them running around at 6am. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, you like this isn't the life I want. That's awful. It yeah, sucked. just shaved head. But some of your boys from high school will they go there? Not no, not my boys. A few boys. And Annapolis men. High School. I had boys. No, I went to Severn School, private school. Okay, I'm an enemy. All right. Yeah, I'm a privileged white elite. Uh, <laughs> and then move. And then you went to college still. And then in, I went to uh, college. Maryland? I went to college in Boston. Boston College. Boston College. Okay, I went to UConn. I played tennis there. So we oh, played. Guy. Yeah, dude, we played BC quite a few times. You yeah. guys are pretty good. Are we? Yeah, you guys are well, solid. That's good I know. mean, but you guys are like the bottom feeders of the ACC. That's what we are, yeah. But we were like the top of we the, got at the time. We got God on our side. It was, <laughs> yeah, dude. We got Christ. It was, um, it was like right around the time when the Big East and ACC, for those of you who are not familiar, the Big East broke up and went their football ways, uh, uh, tennis ways, whatever, yeah. basketball ways in general. But we were kind of like closer to the top of the, ACC, the Big East. And the difference between Big East and ACC in tennis is that like ACC your school or like for the most part those schools are down in like the tropical more tropical areas like in the south in Georgia in Florida places like that where they can play tennis all year round in Texas Georgia described as tropical yeah well I mean more so than exactly warm weather no we were we were okay and then BC was just for the most part like at another level just because they were in a different conference what was your best swing do you have a good backhand my best stroke was the serve I thought dude I thought for a moment I was gonna go pro like when I was 14 15 years old living in New York City I was homeschooled when I was 15 Yeah, uh, for a full year to train and play tennis like two or three hours a day and then do okay. fitness. And then I went to a specialized high school in the city for sophomore, junior and senior year. Tennis where, high school. Yeah, man. It was for actors, singers, dancers, and models and athletes. Tennis. Yeah. So my, <laughs> you got a my score, right there. yeah, yeah, dude, of course I'm ready to play always. Nice. But, uh, we would leave, like I would leave on a Thursday, come back on a Monday and I would have the homework or maybe I can take the test before I got back. So you were really so on like the specialized. cusp. Yeah. On the cusp or I would have liked to think that I was sure. But I mean, a lot of was, people like to think they were on the cusp. Yeah, bro. And well, also tennis is such a tough sport yeah. Like to go pro and really make something of yourself in tennis. you got to start when you're like three, four or five years yeah. old. Because there are kids who have tennis parents and they're just in the backyard in their public tennis court playing six hours a day. When in New York, it's expensive, as you can imagine. Sure. You know? Or you could have chopped off your wiener. 
I could have done that. Gone. Why would I have done that? Oh, you knew me Women's too. tennis. Yeah, there you go. I was like, why would I have chopped off my wiener besides <laughs> to go for pro? speed? You know, there was a woman who did that, Renee Richards. Yeah. I don't know if she There's almost one in every sport winner? now. And I don't, you know, I'm yeah. trying to be funny. But okay. uh, yeah, there's swimming. almost one in every Leah swimming. Thomas, Brittany Griner. See, now I think a penis would help in swimming as a, as a, as a stabilization. Yeah, because it's, like it's like a fin. Mm-hmm. More I swam in high school. You did? Mm-hmm. My dad was the captain of the NYU swim team. Do you think about uh, being a college swimmer? No, no. I, my times were dog shit. I swam just to like stay in shape. Okay. Uh, no, I was like swimming like the best time I ever got. I broke. 30 seconds in the 50 freestyle, which is like not, it's not good. good. Okay. No, people are doing like 24. Did you look up to Michael Phelps at all? And just like, were you in awe about how fast he could swim? He's from Baltimore. That's an interesting question. I think a lot of people look up to Michael Phelps. Well, uh, I mean, I, when mainly I, because of how much uh, weedy face, that's also true. That's why I looked up. To well, my, I'm thinking my boy Phelps. when I think about swimmers or whatever, I don't really have a gauge on if somebody's really fast, but I can imagine if you were at the pool and you saw Michael Phelps it's swimming, I, we did we did swim against some like legit schools and there was this guy Giles Smith he was this black dude who would do like sub twenty second freestyle fifties which is a thir- like two thirds of my time you know it's 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 a crazy like he was huge he was like the six five guy gliding through the water did he uh, swim in the Olympics I don't know. I never kept up with old Giles Smith. Yeah, I'm sure he's killing it, though. Yeah. Or some type of uh, swimming instruction. My parents style used to play tennis. One of my funniest memories of my parents was my dad was served because we had a tennis court right across from my house. And they would, uh, my dad served to my mom, hit her square in the neck. She could, <laughs> she, she got the wind knocked out she of her. She in the hospital? No, no, oh, no. Man, good the clean wind fun. knocked out her, like, right in the neck. <laughs> yeah, I've, done, just, I've gotten, like, <laughs> chest or stomach before, uh-huh. but never in the neck. I feel like that's probably we the worst We all laughed place. and laughed, and she coughed and barfed, and <laughs> so it was So why did why'd you go to BC from Maryland? Well, I had, well, you know, my two choices, really, that I, it would come down to were William and Mary, where my mom went. Virginia. Virginia. They comfortable. Good team, too. Yeah. Good team. Yeah, I wasn't really <laughs> going for the teams. It was more just, like... Like, not a big sports guy. You're like, you know, they have a solid tennis team. Yeah, good Between tennis. Maryland, William and Mary, good and tennis BC. program. Yeah, they're solid. Good ball and racket down there, William and Mary, and then uh, BC. And I picked BC actually because it was in the city, and I was really into. I mean, I still am, but I was really into music then, and like uh, metal, and like I'm like I really wanted to go to shows, and I'm like, oh, Boston, I'll be able to go to all these shows. And I never ended up going to like any shows. I went to a few when I graduated, but what I did take advantage of was comedy in Boston and kind of learned that I wanted to do that. Oh, cool. So once yeah. you got to Boston, you wanted to be a performer of some type and then yeah, how did comedy come along. I realized that, well, I just kind of on a whim performs for this or audition for this uh, sketch and improv comedy group uh, called Asinine. And that was fun. I mean, I, I only learned later after getting in how kind of improbable it was for me to just get in from auditioning because then I was auditioning people as like an upperclassman. You mean to get into the improv group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we auditioned like 100 people and totally. like th- two, three people got in. And so uh, looking back, it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I passed that, uh, you know, that test. But um, it was so fun. It was like I, I had kind of a tough time in college. I had like a, I developed like an eating disorder freshman year and everything because I was just having trouble making friends and not having tra- I just like I wasn't, you know, it was it's hard to make friends, you know, sometimes I'm an outgoing guy. But um, yeah, early on, I was just in like this dorm that I wasn't vibing with the people, 
you know? And I, so, so I started just like focusing on, on food and stuff. So I got really thin. And, um, but then I met this comedy group that was, uh, that was great. And then I kind of pulled myself out of the, I did UCB for like four and a half years. It got really <laughs> crazy cause I was so involved in it and I loved uh-huh. doing it. And then all of a sudden March, 2020 happened and then they just closed down. Ooh. I was like, shit, I need to get more involved in stand up. And then that's why I started doing the Ted Jones comedy show at asylum, did it at the stand. But like, I was just super into improv. I loved improv or even watching it. And as you yeah. know, I'm sure good improv, there's Oof. really nothing better. Yeah. That's the, some of the hardest I've laughed is like, yeah, like me too. Bill Burr, like seeing a few like legendary comics live, hanging out with your friends, stupid high. And then like a great improv show. Totally. Those are like the three times where I've laughed the hardest. In going to Boston, though, were you like trying to think about transferring to New York right after you graduated? Or were you like, all right, maybe I'll stay in Boston after I you graduate? Kinda, you kind of want to spread your wings a little bit and see if you can even do it before you start moving. Like you kind of want to reach some kind of milestones before you move to New York, you know. But it is true that a lot of the people in Boston who get good enough move to. So there's a big talent drain from Boston to New York, you know, Um but yeah, now I live in uh, I live in Flatbush, which I love. Uh, I do live a block from my ex, which is not great. But you know, were you guys ever living together? No, no, we weren't. But uh, you guys made the decision though. You're either going to break up or move in with each other. No, I've realized I'm kind of a relationship guy. I didn't. I, I moved. I I moved here in like a four and a half year relationship. We lived together. We ended up splitting. You know, a very good person just didn't. She does improv actually from Boston. From Boston. And then I got into this 10 month horrible thing with someone who's uh, started to do comedy, which is not good. Uh And then uh, now I'm in this open relationship that's been like six months going. It's non-monogamous. What's what's your favorite part, man? I see you do a lot of sketches. Yes, you're talking about improv and then doing stand up. My favorite part. You got to do so much. I mean, I love the podcast. I love uh, I love doing the pod, but um, I think stand up's my my favorite. Like. You can, you can invest your energy in so much stuff and, and only so many things. And I was like, should I try to write for late night? Should I try to write a pilot? But like, it's you all can't, related. It's related, but you can't do, unless you're like, you know, wealthy and you have a team or something, you can't do podcast, stand up sketches, front facing video, write for late night, write a TV show. Like you can't do all that without like a team behind you, you know, so you got to pick some. So I love podcasts and stand up. Those are my, uh, those are my favorite. When did you start your podcast? Uh, in the pandemic, during the pandemic, probably like two, well, one and a half years ago. We only have like 20 episodes, but we're, uh, we're being more consistent now. We're trying to get pretty serious about it. And you lived, like you stayed in New York during the pandemic or did you go back home? I went back home to Maryland for over the summer to do some nice, you know, kayaking and stuff and good, good. Scenic. Yeah. You know, just be with the waterfowl. Um, but no, I stayed here for, for the majority of it. I, COVID was kind of uh, helpful because it, it, it forced me to get out of the stand up grind. You know what I mean? It's such a you got to go out. It's not just writing jokes and performing. It's also like hanging out and emailing people. And it's like you could just do that. Even if you have no podcast, you could just devote all your time to trying to get better at stand up, get more booked at stand up. So I don't know how you felt about this with improv. You, you maybe did of like, oh, it's kind of nice that it forced me out of my comfort zone to do something else. I, well, looking back on it, for sure. Looking back. Initially, I was freaked out because at the time I was you still, were you were just you were I, on the cusp. I was still working in my. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was about to try out for the Lloyd team. At you were. UCB. Yeah, like literally a week out. Yeah. We were supposed to have our class performance. That's where my ex was. Too, 15. Basically, yeah. And then I was supposed to try out for the Lloyd team, but then it never happened. And right around that specific time, also, I was going to like quit my dad's company, do improv 
improv stand up the podcast full time yeah. and it just at like tacked on another year just to, like working corporate life so i mean not that that was ever going to be a good time to start doing the podcast the vlogs um the comedy shows and uh-huh. stuff like right when the pandemic hit but it was kind of like i was getting ready and then i ended up staying in my dad's company for another year Real estate? After that, yeah, working in property management, yeah. making sure things were running smoothly. But I mean, it, it was just a crazy time. And like looking back on it now, yeah, like obviously everything happened for the greater good. But I imagine so many people during that COVID time either were having the worst time of their lives or like they just had an epiphany and they're yeah. like, okay, I need to do more things yeah. this way. Yeah. What a funny, what a funny uh, thing Lloyd Knight was. It was like, it was like a feeder team, right? Is yeah. it kind of like the, the first like notch on the bits, like you being a yellow belt at UCB, right? Sure, exactly. Isn't that what it is? Well, I don't know. How, do, how does the um, karate go? White, white, red, yellow. Okay, white, white yellow. yellow, then it's red. It's your first rung. It's your first achievement in improv. Lloyd Knight. What's That's after, what it was. What's after yellow? What's, <laughs> oh, we're still going on the belts. <laughs> yeah, I, was I like, feel I like it's like familiar. orange. Orange and maybe red. Then black, red and blue, like brown. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking belts. A lot of belts. Yeah. And then there's like dragon. Yeah, the dragon belt. And then belt. you get into like rat, <laughs> monkey. Belt, yeah, dude. yeah. It's... But anyway, like, I, yeah, I thought things were going well. I was like, okay, I'm getting really good at improv. And then boom, all of a sudden they shut down. So yeah. I was like, what the hell do I do? Came back, reached out to the theater that's pretty close by and mm-hmm. Asylum NYC. Great theater. I was like, I know a lot of comics. I could book a comedy show. And then started doing that show once every two weeks, then hopped over to the stand. So ever since then, I've been meeting a lot more stand-up comics and have comics like yourself on the couch sitting here shooting the freaking shit. Man. Riffing on That's the couch. Fun. Yeah, dude. Riffing on the couch. Talking about whatever, dude. I mean, you today asked if we were going to go over any specific topics. Are there any topics that you'd like to talk about, Mr. Ross? I wrote some stuff down. Oh, yeah? Um, All right, cool. Well, we got a hurricane. Ted. That is a pretty intense case, by the way. Is that an Otterbox? so? I don't, this is, I think my dad has one of those, but it's black. (laughs) Your dad has a holster that it latches into. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, No, I mean, I'll take it off. It's very easy to take off and put back on. It's very light. And it's very good. Yeah. Highly recommend. I would love them as like a sponsor. Yeah. Urban Armor Gear. Check it out. Armor Gear. There you go. We're popping it up right here. No shot. We'll pop it up once you guys pay the boys. That's right. Bleep it out unless you pay. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Your topics. Uh, Well, my grandma, I was texting my grandma. She's in Florida. You got any family in Florida? Okay. My grandma goes down there for the winter. So she'll be down there in like a month. What part of Florida? So she's, I don't even know. She's like 17 miles away from the coastline. So she was okay. On the West Coast or? Near Orlando. So yes, West Coast. Yes, she. Yeah, Hurricane Ian swept through. Have you seen some of the videos? Yes, it's crazy. Dude, insane. Like eighteen feet of water in some yeah. parts of Florida, like Naples and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Apparently, they're saying two trillion dollars of damage was caused the other day. Like, wow. Well, I mean, between the cars, the houses, and all that shit. But then again, like you, if you live in Florida and you live in like a nice condo high rise, like. You're good, right? Is yeah, that also what we're you seeing? live in Florida, you kind of know the deal. You know the deal. You that, know the but deal. But that's why you pay the insurance premiums, yep. I would say. But what happened with your grandma? Did she send you Everything's okay like, with, my, with my grandma. She sent me a little bit of uh, stuff, just kind of updates and stuff. I think it's funny that it was Hurricane Ian, though. It's usually like a woman's name. Now they're going to like fuckboys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hurricane Ian came in last night. Dude, they're like, Hurricane He broke my door. Yeah. He said, I'm the only one for him. And she I'm a dumb pow- slut. Does she have power? She has power. Cuba has no power. The oh. country of Cuba totally blacked out. Not going to remember a lick of this hurricane. Yeah, man, imagine. That's terrible. Dude. I had a tree fall on my house when I was a kid because we, we grew, I grew up on the water. Very fortunate to have grown up on the water. Yeah. And a weeping willow, very shallow rooted tree 
collided with my house. Was it on your property initially or it like flew mm, out of the branch? Yeah. No, it, no, 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 no. It was, it, it wasn't flew like out a of the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. spear flying at me. No, it landed on like my parents' bedroom. Oh man. And they weren't there at that they, time. They were there, but it landed on like their bathroom. You know what I mean? So it did like col- collapse onto the bathroom. That's crazy. Yeah, I, mean, I had the, nightmares of like oh, monsters man. ripping off the roof of the house. For, How old like, were you at that time? It's probably like 10, 9, you know? What year did you move to the to New York City? Like right after you graduated? I uh, graduated 2016, moved here 2019. So I stayed in Boston three years. And you were just working the clubs in Boston for the most part? A little bit. I was, uh, I've always kind of like found a, a show to produce and just give myself stage time that way. I, um, I'm only now really starting to do more like, you know, featuring and hosting at clubs and stuff. I did have something that I wanted to, uh, let's hear it. A about. hot take, a hot take. I do have a hot take. Maybe we'll save that for the, the latter the half clip. of the pod. Uh, um, okay. So I do. So yeah, this is one thing about living in Flatbush. Uh, a lot There's, of Jews, huh? A lot of Jews. I'm Jewish. I can a lot of that. Jews. It's great. A lot of Caribbeans. There. Crown yeah. Heights is super Jewish. Yeah. The further, the further east you, well, I don't know. It's a real interesting mix of like, uh, you know, Rasta pasta and uh, and and dreidels and shremels and stuff, but. Um, there's all this graffiti on the sidewalk. Consistent. Nancy is a bitch. And I don't know who Why it refers have I seen to. That? You've seen it? I have picture and, and some there's some people clapping back spraying not. Nancy is not a bitch. Oh. So there's pro Nancy, there's anti Nancy. Like have you seen on the street uh, Ugly dream, Child? What is it? Dreams keep dreams are I don't fucking know. It just says like keep dreaming until it's your reality. Dream until it's your That's reality. Encouraging. You seen that? Definitely encouraging. Yeah, I mean, I, like I couldn't tell if this was like someone in the neighborhood named Nancy like made some, made the wrong enemy. It's like one of those rapper tags in the building. Like, oh lord, Jesse made another site. <laughs> Nancy is a bitch. Nancy is a bitch. Got a hot single yeah. out. That's the full <laughs> artist name. Nancy is a bitch coming at you. Yeah, another Nancy in a bitch. Is the, a bitch. The remix says Nancy is not a bitch. So, part yeah. two. Yep. Fresh. So I don't know if it's referring to a woman named Nancy. That's weird. Or Nancy Pelosi. Ooh. You know what I mean? Because I typed in Nancy as now a bitch to I try to understand that. if this was something, you know, on 4chan that if I'm it's missing. It's going on like all over the country. And I think it's about Nancy Pelosi because you type in Nancy as a bitch, Google image, everything's Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, it'll pop up. She used to be like, I feel like a well-liked woman until it came out that her husband is making mills just with insider trading. Is that it? I think so. I don't we know used if to she see was her so, Well, we used to see her on screen way more and people would support her. I'd say so. Like on the TV, she'd be, I don't know, making announcements or whatever the shit she does as a secretary. It's, it of is state. unfortunate. I don't even know what she does. All I know is that my grandpa way, hates her. Did I just make that? No, uh, dude, I think that's it. I think she's I speaker so. of the house. I think if she she's holds not, the, oh, I yeah, think yeah, she yeah. holds the talking stick. Yeah. But I feel like I have to throw it to congressman when it's their turn. Yeah, exactly. The world's fucked. She's older than Biden though. No, she's an old hag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all so old. Yeah, they're so old. We need some younger people in the White House. That goes without saying. But at the same time, if they're going to be puppets, whatever. Keep putting older people in there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess. I wouldn't mind Logan Paul like making a run for it (laughs) if he acts accordingly. (laughs) Logan Paul could do it. Yeah, I think so too. He's already transitioned to one career. Yeah, and WWE. He's kind of have you seen that? Yes, he's doing crazy. He's doing good. He was talking about how he's going to be tight, like wrestling for the title. He should be the treasurer. 
Yeah. <laughs> he should be the Secretary Treasure of Defense. Of, of World Wrestling. He should wrestling. be Secretary of Defense and say, Poon, you, you, better, you better step off Ukraine unless you want to get these hands. Yeah, man. Wrestling made a comeback, I think, within like the last five years. I yeah. used to be so into it when I was like 12 so and 13 years old. So into it. You ever? Like, you ever no, I, I never got into the wrestling. Dude, I used to, in speaking, we were talking about basements earlier. I used to turn on like Wait. SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, briefly, you said your parents had a sign in the basement. I was oh, talking cool. about like me banging oh, wow. in the basement. I don't think you needed. Yeah, it was, it was I don't think you there. needed to thread that needle, but I'm well, glad I, you did. I thread it, bro. Yeah. So in uh, my basement, we used to watch like me and my buddy would would watch Thursday night SmackDown, Monday night Raw, and anytime I we heard my parents coming down the steps, we would just change it to something. Oh, uh, okay. Like they didn't like the violence. Or something like that. Yeah, I don't think so. Just because I was younger and I was also practicing those wrestling moves like on oh. my sisters and stuff too. <laughs> like I would do the rock bottom and the people's elbow not like the weird ones like the pedigree but I would definitely practice wrestling like moves ruining on their my growth sisters. plates yeah like they're I think they appreciate now. it now just because of the story right so what are you looking forward to the most towards the end of this year wrapping up in terms of comedy besides your shows maybe you well I did do this thing I did a TV show that's going to come out it's a reality TV show. Love so it. On what? It's, uh, I don't know if I can say the network, but I can say that it has to do with cooking. Okay, you're a good cook? No. That was the, that was the purpose of the show. It's supposed oh. to be like a cooking boot camp. And so it was like whoever is the best cook at the end of this wins some money. And uh, so I was on that for a few episodes. So we shot that in like July. And it's going to come out, I think, in January or something. So I've really been trying to push wow, myself to dude. like put out a bunch of content so that so hopefully people if people see the, the show, they come. come so I'm, I'm hoping that that's going to be something. I'm also just looking forward to doing more, more shows. I'm, do, I'm like headlining a show in Philly, uh, a few weeks. So yeah, I mean, I quit my job a few months ago, so I'm that's just, great. I'm, dude. I'm FTC Congrats, baby, full time comic. Let's go. That's great. And also I feel like in general, when, people are trying to tune in they're like finding you on one platform they always want to see you on other platforms so yeah mm -hmm. it sounds like you're doing the right thing i hope to make so. as much content as possible i hope so yeah i mean we live and die by the pop the clips popping off you know i had a clip pop today i'm you know i, I jump I, I i backed off the edge of the building i said you know i can wait one more day <laughs> i can get one that more day really, dude it affects my mental health too it's sometimes so bro like when i get a multi-million uh, watched clip. I'm fired up for at least a few hours. It gives you like a lot of gratification. <laughs> at least a few hours. You know what I mean? I know. It's until only a few clip. hours until the next clip. until the next clip that, that you're working on, and you think you're a piece of shit. It's yeah, interesting, it's man. I mean, these things hit your dopamine levels hard. You know, like I, I mean, I don't know how much time you're spending on the phone, but like everyone's phone time, I'd say for the most part now, you can genuinely, yeah, hours. Dude, you can generally say everybody's over five and a half hours. Everybody's over. You got to set those limits. Are you sure you want to be on this app for another minute? I'm like, yeah, sure. Click one minute, then add another 15. Uh -huh. So, you know, it's people in that's these days, that's how, what? You just snoozing your Instagram. You're like, well, maybe oh, just a yeah, little more yeah, Instagram. Just, another, just 10 more minutes, mom. Just another, another minute <laughs> just of another snoozing. Hit. I'm becoming a little dopamine slut, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm weeding all the time. I'm jerking off. I'm on Instagram. It's like, I'm, I'm a little uh, demon boy running around my but apartment. Dude, it's, I mean, it's not your fault, man. It's the, time, it's the time we live in. 20 years ago, you used to break up with a girl and you'd never see her again. Yeah. Now you break up with a girl and you see all of her pictures. You see she's having fun, whatever. There's just a distraction as to 20, 25 years ago. You break up with someone and you might not even ever see him again. Well, let me tell Yeah, I mean, there's so many avenues. Even if you block them on all social media, you make a fake account. It's an Indian you guy. You give him a fake picture. You'd... 
I'm just telling you what I hypothetically would do. <laughs> you make a fake account, you can stalk them through that one. You know what I mean? It's so easy for an ex to do that. Uh, let me tell you what I love about my current relationship, this non-monogamous, you know, Brooklyn thing. You guys decided this, by the way? <clears throat> we like, did. Right Boom. in the beginning? Right in the beginning. We met on Field. Have you heard of Field? Yeah, I, we were talking about this briefly. No. You get Tobin was talking about it. Too. Tobin, yeah. I talked to Tobin about Field. Oh, we were all there. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was that night. Um, uh, yeah, you list your... So it's a, it's a dating app, but it's very like kink forward and kind of sex positive. So you list... It's like a normal dating app. You list your interests, right? And then you also list your desires. So it'll be like... It's funny because they're like kind of mixed together. So it'll be like biking, sunshine, going to the beach, BDSM, <laughs> impact play. Oh, you so know, it's like threesome. all interests. Whoa. It's interest. It's desi- there's interest and then separately desires. But it's funny because it's like reading, kite flying, you know, hitting, <laughs> like choking, bl- pee or whatever. And, and so you've been successful on this app then? I mean, I met this girl that uh, that I really connect with. And it's I like the open relationship because you can... You can stay loyal to the person. It, it, it's not going to work for everybody, but you know, I, I can I can go have some fun little thing with with somebody, and then go back to this person that I love, and it doesn't affect that. You know what I mean? You're you're you you look you're, at well, me. I'm interested, bro. Suspect. This is like this is like what the fuck century is it? Twenty first, twenty second. This is like twenty first century dating. It is. Sounds like it is. This will probably be most of twenty second century. Well, dating. have you experienced an? Um, an openly non-monogamous relationship before this or have you wanted no, to try it? No, this is my it? first one and I have wanted to try it. I'm not a jealous guy. I'm not a jealous guy, but this has, even as not a jealous guy, I still feel sometimes jealousy creeping up and then I have to, but it's something you actively manage like anxiety or anger or if you have any issue with any emotion, it's just an emotion. Well, getting jealous though, have you guys spoken about other flings that you've had over the past six months? You know, like a week long Yeah, flinging. I mean, and she has like, she has people who are a bit more consistent some, than some of the people that I see or whatever. Um, but it's nice though, because like it, 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 you know, it takes a village sometimes to have a girlfriend it's, and it's helpful because they can't use you as everything. They can, you can't be their full support system for everything. Right. And so normally if you're in an, a monogamous relationship, you might want a girlfriend who has a good friend group or a good family they can lean on. But in this situation, she has that. And she also has these like, you know, lover type people that she can lean on. So one good example, like I'm a busy guy. I don't have a ton of time. Uh, she got upset watching this documentary about like teachers grooming their students. And like, she knew one of the students. So she was like pretty affected by this. She and, knew uh, one of the students? And she called over. No, no, no. It was like a friend. And uh, instead of calling me to come console her, she called over Henry. And I'm like, go fucking help her out, Henry. I got shit to do. Just some, you know other, what I mean? just some random guy, Henry. not a random guy, a guy that she sees, but it's like now Henry can go, give her the time that she needs and the support and I can be free to that doesn't make you jealous no well do you think it's just because you know what I mean it's a specific part of that relationship so you don't feel bad about it because there are other parts of the relationship I'm I'm gonna show I'm not coming over to help you know you you, to be the shoulder to cry on after that you watch the sad documentary get Henry for that shit definitely a new world way of thinking yeah it seems like it's not fully computing with you yeah. Well, I mean, just because like I, for the most part, am not super jealous, but I get jealous. And yeah. I don't know if I'd be able to deal with like somebody who I'm gaining feelings for each month over time. Then they still go back to a person who they have had feelings but with we, before. But we but our we talk about it and our feelings are like she we always come back together, you know, and have that nice over re- the past rejuvenation time. Yeah, we come back together after, you know, she's she saw that guy last night and we're going to hang out tonight and we're going to have a nice 
great time. And you can tell when you're, when you're with somebody else that it's different. Like, it's fun, but the intimacy might not be there. You know what I mean? It's that it is when you guys are together. You know, like if you hook up with a fling, it's like fun and it's sexy and it might be like a friend hangout vibes. But I'm not like holding that fling like I love them. Well, do you think it'll ever get to a point where it, it is like maybe, that? Maybe. And then we'll cross that bridge. But uh, it's nice. It's kind of like outsourcing the shitty parts of a relationship yeah, yeah, with that's, these that's other people. What it, that's kind of what it sounds like. But yeah. then, I mean, at the time where let's say month 13 or 14, you're like, all right, I want to take this to the next level. Let's be monogamous. And then she doesn't want to. I mean, does that mess with, it hasn't happened and hopefully won't happen. But Mm -hmm. but do you think that being an average guy who wants to be chosen always, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying you're an average guy. I'm saying the average guy always wants to be chosen. A generic man. Yeah. Wants attention. Yeah. I mean, how does that Being a mediocre schlub, how How do you feel (laughs) about not being chosen? You know what I mean? I mean, that's true. I had a conversation with my mom about it and uh, she's so funny. She's always trying to like understand. She's very investigative and and, and really tries to think about things and understand them in her way of thinking. And so she's trying to understand this whole poly, E&M, whatever. And she's like, you're dating, right? You see other people, you see each other, you're dating. And I go, yeah, we're dating. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's it's true. Not wrong. If you and, don't put a title on but it. But then, yeah. yeah, she's like, what's with all these labels? You know, she's almost, she's like halfway to being a stand up. She has like the prem, she has the emotions and the premises. So she my goes, son, he's banging all these chicks. <laughs> and I don't understand. Well, we got all these labels. I worked union 10 years. We never had a label for that. <laughs> um, but she, uh, I was in a conversation with her and I was, we were talking about, well, we might, she's like, you're going to do this forever. And I'm like, well, we might go monogamish. Oh, wow. Do you know what that is? I mean, kind of monogamous. And here's the thing. bro, you're pulling out all the freaking words, dude. (laughs) I'm reading The Ethical Slut. It's my homework. (laughs) It's true. That's a real book. My my lady's like, you got to read this if we're going to do this. Because you got to understand. Where's she from? She's from uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, But I was explaining monogamish to my mom. And then I had to stop midway through because basically you can't explain monogamish without uh, introducing the concept of group sex. So I was like, yeah, we're dating. We're dating. The concept of group sex. Yeah, is because monogamy. monogamish is when you're ha- when you're basically monogamous, but you can have the occasional fling, one nighter, whatever, or group stuff. Is that like swinging? No, like a third. You bring a third in, or like another couple. Has that happened yet? Yeah, I had a really bad threesome with her recently. Oh wow, very it bad. Was two chicks and one guy. Two ladies and me. Why was it? How, how could it have been bad? I was. Uh, I, I I stayed soft the whole time. Oh shit! Yeah, because you're smoking too much weed. No, drinking? no, 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 no. I mean, maybe, but I was nervous. I never, this is the real thing. I, I'm doing this as a bit, so I won't do the bit, but this is the real truth. I never felt like the object of desire because we're together, me and the lady, but then this, this other lady, she's seen a few times. They don't get to see each other a ton. So the other lady comes in. She wants to see my lady. You know what I mean? She doesn't, she, this is like their third date or whatever. So she attacks her, like starts voraciously digging into her. And I'm off to the side, like, yeah <laughs> yeah so maybe it needs to be first time for everyone or i mean not you and your woman but like the third person who's coming in it needs to be a first time for her and you and that's then a good that that could have worked i think we just needed to have a presum. we needed to have a discussion you three we three we went we were at the bar hanging out but we never talked about how it was going to go down sexually which i think you need to do in a relationship right, when sure. you're bringing in a third entity who's like, you know what I mean? In the bar, like who decided this in the was bar? We're having, I mean, my lady to give her credit, she was like, I think it'd be really hot if you two kissed. And then, so we made out like in front of my girlfriend and, 
And she, yeah, yeah, oh, dude. I mean, that's the, the fun fuck? part. I'm about like, it. this happens outside of the porn sphere. Yeah, outside of the porn. Yeah, well, she did get stuck in a dryer, and uh, I, <laughs> I had to get her out with my penis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She brought the pizza. Yeah, she cut brought the, the hole pe- in the middle. Yep, yep, put her labia through the hole. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean it was hot, but then we got back to the bedroom, and this other woman was just like really focused on my lady, and you can feel that. And it felt like I wasn't desired. You know, what did, how did it work though? Like when they were going at it, what'd you do? You kind of like I was, rubbing their back. That's the thing, dude. I was like rubbing her back. I was like holding my girlfriend's hand. It felt like I was like delivering a baby. <laughs> that's, I was like, you can do it. Uh, dude, you're on the, foref- know what to you're do. on the forefront of future relationships. It sounds like we go back, you know, 250 years where men were polygamists. A lot of them. You think about the Kings. History you think about people. Yeah, dude. And then hopefully crypto well, keeps fucking going yeah, up. Jeez, baby. I'm losing all my cash, dude. Yeah, man. My I got some stocks that are not doing good. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, just crypto just right now is a nightmare. But Have you looked yeah. at the general stock market? Because that's not doing a good either. Bit, yeah. Let's talk about the old money before we talk about yeah, your new dude, fake literally. bits. Our parents bits buying a house for like, what? They were able to buy it working minimum wage. It's crazy. Yeah, you're like, cat dude. coin's down, dude. Yeah. I'm fucked. <laughs> dude, literally, I have Shiba. I'm like, the S&P 500 <laughs> is down. coin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you have no, any Shiba? Not, I don't have any Shiba. Are you familiar with Shiba? Dogecoin? No, no, no. Shiba coin. Shiba coin. Yes, dude. It was like the cousin of Dogecoin. Yeah. One day it went up, like people had, um, it was like, it's point oh 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 one. One day it went up to like point oh 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 one, and like, Oh, so it increased by a thousand like percent or something? More, way more than that. So yeah. like 150 people of 150 people made like $250 million in one day. So I heard this. I was like, oh, dope. Could happen again. Went in and like now I'm just even. I've just been even playing. Even Stevens, 1500 yeah. bucks for a while. But I was up before this whole stock thing went down just with normal stocks. I was up like 50%. Yeah, I was doing all right too. But like, uh, we'll see what happens in the future, know, right, man? Of course, when I quit my job... <laughs> I love that your handle is Ted Jones World. You love that, bro? I love it because it's not comedy. It's a whole, it's a whole uh, fucking world, man. There's lore. You should make a book. You should make like a Silmarillion for the Ted Jones World. I'm on it, bro. I'm on it. Uh, But I think enter the world, dude. It started as a Instagram, Ted Jones World. Like I had my Instagram, and then it has Instagram energy. I would just post dumb stuff on Ted Jones World. Yeah, but now (laughs) I was I got got comfortable doing it. I see, and that took years, you know, for me to put out because I was a property manager, bro. I had an image to keep and portray Mm. on a regular Instagram hard posts and stuff like that. And then I would have the Ted Jones world. What are hard posts? Where at, well, like on the, the grid. You oh. never heard it like that? Hard yeah, posts? I'm just erect, dude. <laughs> on the post. Yeah, on the grid. So I was, I was, uh, you know, flexing every muscle I, yeah, I can. Dude, I became, I just became comfortable doing it. And I was like, all right, man, who am I hiding from? Who the shit am I hiding from? You, you're you hiding know? from you. I was. That's why, that's sometimes when I notice I'm smoking too much weed is when I don't fully love and respect myself. That's what I think it is. Do you work I, out a lot? I need I lo- I like working out and I don't work out enough. I used to work out a that'll, lot. That'll it help you with really too. helps. I wonder if a ca- like because whenever I work out, I feel like I'm gonna be the best comedian ever. You know what I mean? It gives you it, it totally. makes you feel confident not only bodily but also like careerally, Put like aspirationally. Yeah, chin up, man. But I wonder like so you feel that? Yeah, I mean I 
playing tennis for so many years and then stopping and then kind of finding my way drinking so much from the age of like mm. 23 to 27. I was mm -hmm. like, all right, I got to get back in this mindset where I'm ready to go every single day and focus on what I want to focus yeah. on. So I just started going to the gym a bunch. And then once COVID hit, bro, I was going to the gym at 4.40 in the morning, like doing nothing the rest of the day for the most part. And this happened for like two and a half years. I really got back in my groove. Now I Good. just go for the most part when I wake up. But like working out five, six times a week just helps my mental clarity, I find, throughout the day. Even though sometimes I don't want to go, for the most part, like we'll It helps so much. But I wonder, because I'm doing push-ups and I'm like, I'm going to be the best fucking comedian. Do, do, like, do like accountants feel that way? About their jobs when they work out, you know, because like our job no, dude, is very I think like, they, dude, they sit showy. too much, bro. They, they what? They sit too much. <laughs> they sit too Seriously, much. I think that that's something that we're going to see. Just people have serious health issues from sitting going like this. I know. For that's, how that's, many? That's 12 how hours look, a day, dude. That's how I look a lot of the day. Yeah. I don't have a back to my seat. So I'm going like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, we don't sit a lot. And also, you sit in those in things York, all day? Yeah, dude. That's on brutal. The other side of the, yeah, on the other side of the thing. Wow. I sit. But also, I think that sitting, man, we never, as a society, we never, like, over, maybe the last 50 years, we never really were sitting as much as we are sitting now. Yeah. You know, hunched over on the Hunch. screen. And also, being from New York, man, we walk and take the subway quite a bit, especially to shows go to brooklyn queens yeah. we're always on the i ride road, my bike beautiful a oh nice your bike so rider. that that helps with the the mental for sure do you, you ride your bike here no oh, okay that would I, have been so, a trip and a half right i could do it like I, I i would have done it but i like to have the train time to think you know especially if we're doing nice. a pod i'm thinking about like what what you know what, what we could talk about and stuff and sometimes the biking helps with that too but i i value the train time yeah max nandikoff you know him huge bike guy He's really flying all over the city. He's, talking I fly. About, he's just telling me how he goes 30 miles an hour. No helmet. You wear a helmet. I, I uh, go half and half, but usually I wear a helmet. Yeah, you should. Usually I wear a helmet because it's not, it's not sound. <laughs> you can just do this. I think that's okay. Yeah. I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see in post-production. <laughs> Zach Russell. <laughs> that's, how so, that's how we're doing it. Zach, thanks so much for coming. I'm on running the for the prime minister of Canada. Bro, before we get Justin out of here, we're popping up your Instagram here. And where can we find you? You can Instagram. find me at Zach Russell comedy. You can find uh, the podcast at overshadowed underscore podcast. Please check it out. It's about the siblings and spouses of famous people. We recently covered Mozart's sister. Uh, we covered Einstein's wife that he cheated on and ended up marrying his first cousin. Oh. Uh, we, we, we covered Al Capone's two brothers. One of them was a prohibitionist uh, cowboy who worked on the other side of the law. So Al Capone was this millionaire bootlegger and his brother became a cowboy like busting bootleggers. So the theme is just interesting history. The theme is the sieve, the theme, the theme is like overshadowed characters in history that you may have never heard of. Would Tesla make an episode? You think Nikola Tesla? Interesting. Yeah, maybe you know, Thomas Edison and over. Nikola yes. Tesla. I, yes. But normally we cover the siblings and spouses. So it's people even further removed than Tesla. People know Tesla, but they might not know his, you know, weird autistic brother or whatever. Who created who, who cheese, crea who created cheese, <laughs> vegan, right? Cheese, vegan, cheese. rather vegan cheese. Do you have any vegan sponsors for Ted Jones world? Nah, we had hot sauce for a moment, but oh. I, I'm the vegan sponsor, Zach. That's right. That's what we'll keep it at. Zach Russell, great thank to, you great so to much to come you, on the freaking uh, podcast. And we appreciate it. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Peace.